0: Welcome to Everyday Driver, where cars are more than just transportation. They're
1: freedom, a common ground, a way to grow, and can even make life better. We're here to help everyone find a car they love. And discover all the ways they connect us. I'm Paul.
0: I'm Todd. And this is The Car Debate. Hey guys, uh, we're getting into milestones here at the back of 2021. This is the last Friday podcast of the year. We are going to do one more For next Tuesday, and then we're
1: taking a break through the end of the year. We hope you are getting a break as well. Happy Friday, everybody. Indeed. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. We've got a couple of great debates, but first, just to let you know... Season 10, that's television season 10, begins January 1st, 2022 on the Motor Trend Cable Channel, 7.30 Eastern. Mm -hmm. We know it's early, but we hope you enjoy. The good news is those episodes will hopefully hit streaming faster than they usually do, so we're a little bit caught up. up. If you have not seen the BMW CS versus the Lotus Evora GT piece, Mm -hmm. that just dropped, so check that out as well. It's been on Amazon, it's now on YouTube as well, yeah. That was a season 9 episode. It was, yeah. And we requested that M2 CS from BMW at least six months in advance, yep. and it turns out when yep. we had it, it was the only one in Utah for the entire shoot. So people that knew what it was <laughs> yes. just went finger point. What is that? I There's took it one. to Cars
0: and Coffee, and somebody in the know related to BMW, like like almost tackled me. Like, how is that car here? And I were was they like, at what? a dealership? I, Did they work at a dealership or something? I think and so. Yeah, and they were at, they were at the Park City Cars and Coffee, and they and they were, literally they were like almost like. Like, they were very intense. It was almost angry. Like, how is this car here? I was like, what do you mean, how is it here? It's parked it's here, right? there. It's got New Jersey plates on it, which means it's not from here. It's a press car. How do I actually? He's like, there's not supposed to be one of these in Utah. I was like, well, it's here. Sorry I'm to disappointed. Yeah. Let's just walk
1: around and admire it. Here it is, M2CS. No. Now, we've got that episode coming out. And also, we've got a test drive not only the Civic Si, but we just released the Hyundai Santa Cruz yep. on the Test Drive channel. Yep. Easy way to get there is everydaydriver.com and the second tab over is YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then you can choose whether to go to Test Drive if you're doing some shopping or you want to see uh, older TV episodes and our ongoing Car- Cars the Past series as well and uh, don't forget to check out Todd and his son Bodie in their Lotus. I really love that trip. I, I love that uh, it's made such an impression on him. And, and it ended up a crazy great, piece man. too. It, it, was, it was just it was fun. Very
0: interesting piece. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Many people have enjoyed it it's one of those pieces where I, I don't expect a lot of people to watch it but thankfully those of you that have seen it have really enjoyed it and i love that that's great
1: it's more of a parenting video about cars <laughs> than really a road trip in itself i loved it man so Dadding well in cars here we go yep it was great quickly before we jump in toyota concepts have been revealed yeah including a gr sports concept mm-hmm. i know they're teasing us Yep. But I like that they at least built something that was small and lightweight and mid engine looking.
0: And claim that it's, yeah, this is part of our electric fleet. We are going to do an electric right. sports car. You will see. Yes.
1: This is where that thing that I keep talking about, is it just the skateboard platform? Are mm-hmm. all these on the same skateboard platform? Some mm-hmm. are longer than others. They're a little mm-hmm. bit wider than others. But nevertheless, it's the same battery pack underneath, and they all drive about the same. Well, look, it means your minivan corner about the same as this concept or are mm-hmm. they truly different, mm-hmm. their concepts at this point? But I do really appreciate the styling direction for the concepts because the styling is aggressive but clean. Mm-hmm. It's not crazy mm-hmm. for the sake of being crazy.
0: Okay. All right. So I appreciate that. I'm very curious because m- many of you have, have asked questions about us talking about the skateboard platform before. Look, look, I'll give you a great example Volkswagen. They have an MQB chassis, mm-hmm. which, crazy enough, is used as the underpinnings for everything. Ponder this for a second. Everything in Volkswagen's lineup from the Polo, smaller than the Golf, to the Atlas competing with the Chevrolet Tahoe and Yukon, that range of stuff is all on the MQB chassis. And I bring it up because I understand why you make stuff like that, the same reasons you want to make a skateboard platform for an electric car. Mm -hmm. But you can actually get in all those cars, and they, to some degree, drive similarly. And yeah. that's not even a skateboard chassis. Yeah. This is a real problem that can theoretically exist, and I'm fascinated to see where it goes. I also think it's interesting that Toyota's big reveal lines up with something that Nissan recently said and others, which is we're all trying to match this uh, supposed line in the sand. By the way, it is line in the sand. Sand gets blown <laughs> around. It's line in the sand, but the line in the sand of 2030 is near it's, the water line. It could <laughs> get washed oh, exactly. over. The waves are coming in. Mm. Tide is tide is headed in. But... There's this line in the sand about 2030, it's all going to be electric. Toyota is the second company now to say very publicly, we won't be all electric by then.
1: Which is a little bit more interesting coming from them because they've been pretty holding out. They've been they out as far yeah. as, you know, they're into the hydrogen thing. They've been investigating alternative mm-hmm. fuels, which I appreciate. Yeah. But I mean, clearly. This is a big statement
0: from them. Yes. Clearly, where there's going to be. Far more electric percentage in the market mm-hmm. than we can even ponder right now. And it's only 10 years out, so it's going to move fast. But this everything is all electric, here's big automakers going, not possible, guys, not going to happen. Huge percentage of the lineup will be. But the other thing that's happening, and you got to read the fine print, is that they will be, everything in our lineup will be electrified. You hear something like that, too, where it's like, that <laughs> right. doesn't mean they're all going to be all electric, folks. It means electric assist. It means hybrid systems. It means everything. There won't be anything in the lineup anymore that is internal combustion only. And I think that's the thing that's going to shift. It sounds really good in headlines, all electric by 2030. And, the, and, and in politics, it sounds really good. I think when it gets into the fine print here. It's going to be that everything has far more efficiency and far less fossil fuel because of electrification, but that will also mean that things that are hybrid have electric assist
1: count. I had a strange thought as you were talking. You know this cottage industry currently that is taking old cars and putting electric drivetrains in them. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. What about the future beyond that, which is taking electric cars and dropping internal combustion engines in them and making them drive like we want them to this, drive? This would
0: be better with a turtle combustion engine. It's that guy. I forget what his name if? right now. The guy that just did a big V8 in a Tesla. In a Tesla. That, that's so awesome. That's what I what thought it? of. It Rob Rebuild or whatever I think
1: it is. Anyway, the guy on YouTube that did it. It's very, very cool. That's what I thought of. And oh my gosh, that spider, that GR spider concept, the sports concept. It's all electric when it comes out, but let's tear that thing apart and drop a proper Turbo <laughs> oh, 4 in no. it or a Turbo 6 or something. So, but, the thing is, that's the future of cottage industry. That's very the funny. The industry.
0: thing is going that way is you practically <laughs> have to paint, the, the, paint it like the General Lee. I mean, that's going to be the very subversive way to go, but
1: it is funny. Somebody's going to do that for the laugh, for sure. We've got a couple of great debates. First, from Ethan F. in Southern California who writes to us about the subject of delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. He is caught in a moment of indecision because he's wanting something more out of his car, which is the case when you guys write to us. You're wanting something more, but he's not sure where to go. His story begins when he learned to quickly recognize cars because his parents would quiz him by covering up everything except for the bumper on his Hot Wheels models and it. asking him to identify the car. He had the disease early and they recognized it, yep. When he turned 15 and a half, he was excited to obtain his driver's license and his first car was a thirsty 02 Toyota Highlander V6. Mm. He said, well, it would have been fine if the car was cool or fun to drive. It was neither. <laughs> Good news, It's boring. <laughs> Well, during his sophomore year in college in 2018, he was fortunate to have parents that bought his first new car for him. That's very fortunate, yes. As parents do, they wanted him in something newer and safer. (laughs) What I love is he gave his parents
0: a list of choices that fit the budget, and they nixed them all. WRXs, GTIs, Ford Focus Mm -hmm. STs. Civics of multiple generations were out. The ND Mazda Miata, the FRS BRZ, the E46 beloved early 2000s M3, off the list. The M5, off the list. E39, everything M5. he brought, <laughs> they said absolutely not. And they got him a parent approved 2018 Honda Accord Sport with the smaller 1.5 liter turbo engine. And he said it is everything a parent could want safe, reliable,
1: and slow. <laughs> It was brand new, which is very nice. Yes, for sure. I like that your parents did that for you. Yeah, that's great. And he said, even though the Accord is by no means an enthusiast car, there are a few things he came to enjoy about it in almost four years of ownership. Now, many of his friends in college didn't even have cars, so it was a great car for him to drive everybody elsewhere where they wanted to Yeah, For sure he was, yeah. He says the Accord is decent on a back road for what it is, Mm -hmm. but most things are... Better when you start at the O2 Highlander. That's your low bar of entry. And <laughs> True. Only yeah. gets better from there. He likes the exterior color. He likes the interior quality. He says the front window sills are soft touch and the volume and climate controls don't feel cheap. Understand. There, there are things about it that no feel question. quality, expensive. No, no,
0: there's nothing wrong with the Honda Accord Sport. There's not a single thing wrong with that car. As a car that is excellent at checking every single box and being surprisingly good when you get on a fun road. Definitely. But it is not a fun car. He
1: says the most exciting part of it is that he doesn't have a car payment.
0: Yes. That's a
1: huge part of car that is ownership.
0: massive. You're 23. That's massive. Yeah.
1: But he finds the exhaust note annoying he says it's non-existent well honda designed it that way yeah, that much planning went into that exhaust note you don't hear the car's invisible to start with what yes, do you think they're sure. gonna yes you know, put trumpets on the back no right, they're not yeah. but he says when he, he and his friends go on canyon runs and a tunnel comes up he rolls his windows down floors it and he can hear his friend's cars echoing off the walls <laughs> can't hear the accord But at this point, since he moved back in right now to live with his parents, who aren't car enthusiasts in the slightest, it took a lot of convincing to get them to agree to even let him get an exhaust. They finally relented and said he could install one at the end of 2021, so he thought he would be happy with his Accord by the end of the year. He's been listening to the podcast for a while now. He's passing the time on his commute to work and really appreciate it, Ethan. Thanks for writing. Hopefully we can offer some assistance too. Hopefully we Mm -hmm. can help. Because you have... Wanted to change your car ownership by virtue of sound. Mm-hmm. And I have said before that sound sells. Yes. It sells on the right car, though. Yes. I need to refine this statement mm-hmm. and not caveat, but refine it because, of course, sound in any V8 or muscle car or a yeah, high, high strung yeah. sports car. And I'm not saying that it needs to happen with more expensive cars only. Miatas and GR86s, they can sound nice, too. Sure, absolutely. open to that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All the hot hatches, those can sound good. But there's volume and there's sound, and there are two different things. That's Ethan.
0: excellent. That's a very good way to break it down.
1: It's yes. not just how loud your car mm-hmm. is. And sure, in a tunnel, it amplifies sound. I get it. But there's many manufacturers that make money just by offering exhausts that sound better. They're not necessarily louder. Mm-hmm but it does give you a better feeling and it's really for you. So you have to decide is the sound you're looking for, for everyone else, or is it for you? And I will relate it to watches because watches are a very personal item. Mm-hmm. Even though people do wear them for people to notice. Sure. Yeah, yeah. They're a personal object. They're just for you because you're the one looking at it all the time. That's it. They're designed for your pleasure. They're, you know, it's strapped to your wrist. It's an object for you. It's not an mm-hmm. object for public consumption. Let's talk about sound. Are you wanting to people to be impressed? Because you're going to make people's heads turn, uh-huh. just like some luscious sounding 5.0 Mustang GT drives by and you think, is that a Ferrari GT? <laughs> Scoff. <laughs> it's happened a lot to me. I want you to t- keep that in mind as we're shopping, mm-hmm. as we're looking for cars for you, because you can change the sound on Pretty much any car going forward. Yeah, Ethan, I, mm, I have to jump in here because I am the guy that
0: has put exhausts on many, many cars and has result, just completely regretted it on almost every single one. And, and I will also say this. The cars that I had with with aftermarket exhausts, in almost every case, I liked the way the car sounded better when I was not driving it. When I was outside of it and heard it, I was like, that actually does sound better. Mm-hmm. But in almost every case, I liked it less when I was just driving it and commuting in it. You're commuting two hours a day. You're going to wind up being a college kid with a loud accord. And I don't think, I, will it give it some uniqueness? Yes. Yes, it will. It will give it a unique thing that it doesn't have right now because right now it has no sound personality whatsoever and it will give it a little bit of that. I do not think it will
1: make you like it more. The majority of Ethan's driving is commuting to and from work. Mm-hmm. All right, so he's out of college, it sounds like. There's not a lot of stop-and-go traffic on his route, and the clutch on the Accord is super light and manageable. That's great. I love that you have a manual and you're enjoying it that much. That's phenomenal. And you're commuting in a manual. That is rare, man. Bravo. It really is. He said he can't imagine life without a manual. That's cool. And even in the Accord, he finds happiness shifting through the gears, acceleration on ramps. Absolutely. And you can practice your heel and towing. That's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. He says high-performance driving is exhilarating even in the Accord. I'm not surprised. But he's wanting a car more suited for the job after experiencing the depressing feeling of terminal understeer, despite his best efforts to get the back end out, at his recent autocross event. (laughs) So not only are you commuting in this accord, Mm -hmm. you're now autocrossing it. Agreed. Yep. Now, he's got a group of five friends, including himself. They like to go on longer trips. Do any of them own cars at this point? Have they... They own cars. I,
0: I'm going to circle back to this, but yes, he, he likes driving and he's, he's, they are all perfectly happy letting him drive. Right. And so he's realizing that he uses this accord full of people when they, as a group, he and the crew go somewhere, it's in his accord. And this has completely warped him because he realizes that 90% of the time he never uses the backseat capability of his accord and everything he would like to own doesn't have a backseat or has a small one. But then he thinks about that 10%
1: when everyone is in his car, and he goes, maybe I need something big. Well, he floated the idea recently of trading in his car. He floated the idea to his friends. Should Uh-oh. I train in my car? He asked the crew. For a fun sports car like a new GR86, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. everyone was sad. Of course. Of course. No more free ride. Because that you can't be the bus anymore. <laughs> That's not a surprise. He says. Come he, on, friends. He likes to take his friends, and he loves doing the driving but he's concerned he'd be missing out on certain life experiences with his friends since they usually don't want to do the driving, but he's wondering if his desire for decent back seats is preventing him from a completely new experience. Yes.
0: Oh, sorry. Sorry. I got I ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, that just came out. Yes, it is
1: moving on. He's considered this two car solution as we might recommend, but the thought of having a car sitting outside in the cold while he's nice and warm, sleeping soundly <laughs> makes him ill. Ah. Well, yeah. You Welcome to, to the you're, rest of us. You're 23.
0: Us. You're currently living at home. You don't need a second car. Yeah, that's y- that's you a bad don't. idea.
1: Yeah. There's no faster way of getting booted out of the house than you buying a second car. That that's Your probably, parents will acknowledge that. And that's say, yeah. not a conversation hey, that's going to go your way. So you're not buying food. You're not paying rent. Mm-hmm. And you're just living here pretty much like you used to. And you just bought a second car to second fill the Second car, huh? <laughs> Goodbye, son. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. You and your cars need to go somewhere else. <laughs> He says he could get a car cover for the second car, but... Yes, you could. He, it, it stresses him out mm-hmm. keeping okay. cars clean. All right, so... You don't need two cars. We're, right? we're going for the single car solution at this point in your life. He has become free advertising for Griot's Garage. Good. I, fantastic. And I, I love that you're recommending it. At five foot eight, he can fit in pretty much any car. Yes, you can. Bravo. Yeah, he would strongly prefer something reliable, not too old. And He doesn't want something that would be a money pit for maintenance. Let me scroll back up here to the top where you said on your list... Ooh, E46 M3, E39 <laughs> M5.
0: Your parents dodged bullets there by yeah. the way, and so did you. Yes. Wow. They're, they're great cars, but those cars at this point <laughs> require
1: maintenance. Uh-huh. Yes. Just just reminding mm-hmm. you. Having a little fun with you. He says he'd like an exhaust note that's loud enough to echo off tunnel walls and freeway underpasses. Mm-hmm. This is important. This is a requirement. It is a requirement. But let's get, oh my, let's get a car that's worth it. <laughs> he also wants to make friends with neighbors. Yes doesn't want to apologize every day, but Mm -hmm. he says the shifter can't feel like a video game shifter. Rev hang should ideally be minimal or non-existent. Ethan, you're picky. I mean, it's all good stuff. It's all very good good stuff, but you are picky. You understand that E39 M5s are none of these things, right? (laughs) None. Good gas mileage. You avoided
0: many, many problems (laughs) with that, yes. We (laughs) we like them. They're great. They're great. (laughs) But,
1: yeah, your requirements do not meet a lot of the cars you've actually eyed. Anyway, he's driven a Honda S2000. One of the most fun experiences he's ever had in a car. I'm Open sure. top experience, high revving engine, especially when the VTEC kicked in. But he wouldn't want to subject himself to driving that as a daily. Mm, that's interesting. He's also driven the 8th gen Civic SI. Mm-hmm. Loves that engine. Also VTEC. You're a Honda guy. He, yeah, he is for sure. And he says even the stock exhaust note is quite decent. He's tried his friend's Mark Six GTI before he modded and after. Okay, what'd you think about the after part? He said in stock form it was too
0: tame. It sounds like um, it was better. Had him grinning when he was done, but uh, but hmm, interesting. Okay, he also drove a Subaru WRX. He liked it, liked the styling of the older ones. Doesn't like what's coming down the pipe on styling, but he he didn't get to test the tunnel exhaust. Uh, that is a big the thing. Tunnel exhaust. Well, that's is a fascinating. Requirement. All right. He said the uh, WXE had actually had some STI parts on it, like a short shifter. He loved the feel of the manual transmission. He loved that it had a manual handbrake. You're you're engaged with the manual reality of cars, and I love that.
1: This exhaust thing is making me laugh. (laughs) It's fantastic. But Okay, good. Yeah, manual transmission feel is crucial here. He said on that WRX, the seating position was too high for his taste. Mm. But what should he be looking at? He says for cars that he hasn't driven yet, he loves the look of the Miata RF. It's gorgeous. He likes the look of the GR86, the new one, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's not driven it or sat in it yet. He's considered the first-gen BRZ. He's just not sure he'll be happy knowing the second generation exists and is more powerful. Yes, that's going to be every owner of the BRZ or the 86. I, I want to come back to that, but okay, keep going. <laughs> I mean, that's me. That's why I like the GR know so much. Do. I know you do, yep. But considering more practicality, he's in the minority that he likes the styling of the Civic Type R. Boost Blue really does it for him, but the exhaust is too quiet. <laughs> By the way, I, I also, Ethan, I think
0: the exhaust thing is becoming a little too paramount, but I will say this to you. You can get a great car. I had an FRS, and I put an aftermarket exhaust on it And I, again, that's another one. I loved the sound of that car with the unequal length headers mm-hmm. and the aftermarket exhaust when I wasn't driving it. I loved to hear it go by. All of our drive-bys of that car after the exhaust were put on are are 50% better because the car sounds that much better. Sure.
1: But I didn't like being in it as much because it was significantly louder. Ethan, this is why car manufacturers are not starting to. They're doing this a lot now, putting the exhaust sound coming through the speakers Mm -hmm. because that means it's sound for you. Yeah, they're piping in the good stuff. Yeah, but it's just for you. It's just for the occupants of the car. And it's, it's not for everyone else. Yes,
0: and it's always a good
1: sound. <laughs> of course, they've it always is. made it to be really nice. And you're like, oh, this sounds really great. The car doesn't sound like that at all, but it sounds really great. We should be able to upgrade sounds. You can either buy a package of sounds. <laughs> you know that's going to be coming. Here's a downloads. 57 V12 Testarossa. You know it. That's what we need. But speaking of exhaust notes, the Veloster N, he says, is really appealing because of that exhaust note. Okay. If he were to buy the car, he'd like the updated seats introduced in 2021. He likes the light up N logo on the seat back. Many dealers are marking these up. And so he's also looking at the Hyundai Elantra N, which is gaining a lot of approval from a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. It's excellent. He sat in one at the LA Auto Show recently. He says, this car seems to fit most of his needs and can fit his group of five friends, Mm. four friends plus him. And one of them really likes it when he floors the Accord. Well, who doesn't?
0: Well, and he also says, I'm sure she will be more excited if I have... <clears throat> Ethan? <laughs> is she listening? Uh-huh. Uh, would, would she like to ride with you in any car? I'm just asking the question. I just don't, I don't know.
1: I don't know. Maybe I'm reaching there, but anyway. He's yeah. imagining mm-hmm. the scenario when she gets even more excited when he unleashes all 276 horsepower of the Elantra N on a freeway on-ramp.
0: That is the engine and the Veloster and other things as well.
1: But anyway, moving <laughs> on. Okay, good. All right, good. But he says he doesn't love the front-end styling, doesn't love the shifter feel. So he's very picky. Yes, he is. It comes down to mm-hmm. particular things about a car. Yep. But keep in mind, Ethan, future you will like other things. That that taste might change. You might not mm-hmm. like exhaust or loud exhaust as much anymore. As, as you age, as you get older, other things might become more important. Fair point, yeah. And your yeah. friends. your are friends now. You're all together. That's great. Will people scatter to the four winds. Will people get jobs elsewhere and get married and move away and start lives elsewhere? Will, will that requirement always be in place?
0: He's conflicted struggling.
1: Should he sell the accord and seek a new driving experience or should he get an exhaust for the accord delay full gratification, (laughs) wait a few years for the market (laughs) to stabilize until he can save up for whatever catches his fancy at the time. The exhaust will make everything better. It really does. It's it's, it's the all purpose (laughs) bandaid. He's worried if he keeps the accord, And does the aftermarket exhaust? He'll become bored with it after a while. You will. A while means nine minutes, Ethan. Yeah, it's not going to take long. I'll give it six weeks. I think you're being generous. I might be, but I'll give it six weeks. Should he disregard all financial advice? Well, that's the reason you wrote to us. Uh Should he upgrade to something he would enjoy driving now? He's so conflicted. If he got the new car, the budget would be $30,000, which includes the money from selling the Accord. And since there is no current minister of finance, he can be convinced to raise it to 35,000 for the right car. The dollar amount past 30,000 that you raise it to is how soon you get kicked out of your parents' house. Well, and
0: also you officially have no minister of finance, but the, um, <clears throat> your current country of residence has one. Okay. So it's not your <laughs> minister of finance, but you, you are minister of finance
1: adjacent. Hi mom. Who's now listening. Indeed. Yeah, huh? yeah. indeed. So what do we suggest for Ethan here? He's, Just torn. And I get it. My big points, I'll say it again. And that is your tastes are going to change. I I think you're going to start looking for other things. And I want you to have other experiences. I just can't decide right now. If you get a sports car, your friends are going to be bummed. I I, I I don't think that's the biggest consideration. I don't think that's the priority here. It's not. It's really coming down to your needs. I think your friends are, enjoying their free ride well but ethan i have this question for you are you the only one of those
0: five people with a car that can take more than two people probably not
1: but it sounds like they all like it when ethan drives but here's they the might thing. have a car but this is my next thing they just like it when he drives look
0: i i am not a guy that drinks and that comes down entirely to the fact that i just don't enjoy alcohol I don't, i've never enjoyed it fair enough so i i have been the designated driver for my entire adult life
1: and that's just circumstantial. Okay. And that, that, but that
0: does not mean that I have always driven my car. True. Ethan, True. you have a friend who has a car that can take the entire crew. And so the answer here is you keep driving. You just don't drive your car. There's nothing that says you have to drive your own car when you take the crew around. Somebody else has a car. They can drive to you, Mm -hmm. and then you can get in the driver's seat and drive everybody around. Everybody can continue to enjoy that. But you don't have to have a car that carries everybody. You don't have to have that burden. Sure. I love that you have this crew of folks. I love that they want
1: you to drive. That's awesome. Why don't you drive their car? (laughs) There's no reason you can't. All right. The second issue that needs to be addressed is this exhaust noise. Mm -hmm. Yep. I don't think you should get an exhaust for the Accord. I don't either. Don't do it. I think you should wait until you have a car that it is appropriate for. Appropriate might be the wrong word here. But, but a car that's going to be
0: more interesting with an exhaust yes, than an the Accord. Yes,
1: the exhaust fits. And amplifying or making the, the exhaust sound different makes it worthy to invest those dollars into that car. Mm-hmm. Exhaust on an Accord is wasting your money. Well, I'll
0: flip it around. If you were in love with your Accord, Ethan, you loved it. This is your car. Yeah. And you were thinking about getting an exhaust, I'd say, go for it. If that's your car and you want to get a different exhaust sound out of your Accord that you plan to keep for years yet because it's amazing and I love it, I don't want anything but the Accord, sure. I want to get an exhaust, fine. You're trying to get an, a, an Accord, a different exhaust note to stop reminding you that you don't like your Accord enough. That's true. That's the difference. So if you have a car you mm. love and you want to put a louder exhaust on it, go for it, man. If you want to get a different exhaust note on a car you are completely in love with, I've done it. As much as I've regretted it, I still <laughs> did it. Immediately, I, no. But I still did it, sure. okay? I have an aftermarket exhaust on my on my Lotus and guess what? It's like ear bleeding loud and I wear he- headphones and I call it a day, okay? So, is that the stock exhaust on that it's thing? It's not the stock exhaust. It's not. It's, it's yet another after I didn't put it on, but it's yet another aftermarket and I'm actually fine with it. But the point I'm making here is put a good exhaust on a car you're in love with, not an exhaust to try to band-aid a car you don't love.
1: Absolutely. You need to decide Are you going to continue to be the driver for all your friends? And if you're not, I say new experience. And so I have two cars. Okay. If you are going to be the guy, the driver, Mm -hmm. the 11th generation Honda Civic SI is 30 grand. True. And it has a lot of backseat space. Oh,
0: it does. It's got shocking backseat space. It's
1: lots of fun to drive. The shifter is great. They do pipe in a little bit of sound so you can hear it. It's true. Not the car to buy an exhaust for either, but it's (laughs) super useful. Yeah, Yeah. Great fun. That's good. Styling is subjective, but I love the interior design. Go watch our piece on it, the test Mm -hmm. drive that we just released, Ethan. I think that's the next logical step up. That's good. It's not the Accord. It's more fun, but I can still take my friends, and it's in your budget. And he's a Honda guy. And he's a Honda guy. Yeah, I love that. Civic SI or the GR86. If you want Mm. a new experience, you say, friends, I love you. Mm-hmm. you're going to have to drive yourself or we're going to have to caravan Yep. or we're taking somebody else's car and I'll still drive like Todd sure. said. Absolutely, yeah. That's great, but I'm getting a different car because I want something different. Mm-hmm. You need to give yourself permission to do that. I think that's good. I hope your friends don't hold you hold this over your head. Come on, I hope then. they don't. Yeah. Maybe. There, there shouldn't be any guilt involved with this. Agreed. Just agreed. because they like you driving doesn't mean this is your job for the rest of your life. True. Agreed. Doesn't mean that at all. Mm. So GR86, 30 grand, that's two doors. It's true sports car. Yeah, I love yeah. that extra power. Mm-hmm. It will check all the rest of those boxes that you're looking for. Rear wheel drive, yeah, great yeah, yeah. shifter, mm-hmm. fun to drive, cool to look at. It's excellent, long-term, fun sports car. Now you're just going to have to figure out insurance. That's the next that step That is for a you. big question. Yes. Because you're young wheel. and, you know. I see a Toyota GR86, and I think, <laughs> yeah, okay, my boat payment is paid for the next. <laughs> we'll see three years.
0: Yeah, that, I'd be very curious to see what the insurance quote would be on that because you're in the Los Angeles area. It where might it not could be worse. It Sometimes might. those are cars that, that. Honestly, I bet you a Civic. I bet you a Civic will cost more to insure. It could be than a GR86 because Civics are known to be wrecked by young drivers Yeah, yeah, more so than the 86. Ethan, I would love for you to investigate that and write us back and let us know because I would be very curious. But insurance is a big deal here for sure.
1: Look, I was thinking about all these other choices that I, I cast aside, like the Corolla XSE hatchback and manual. That's good. The Mazda 3 Turbo is a great alt, lots of fun to drive. It's automatic only, a Mazda 6, a Hyundai Sonata. I do like that Elantra N, but I think the Honda Civic Si is the better choice Mm. for you Mm. Ethan there's a lot going on we already unpacked a
0: lot of it I want to add a few things here first off I think you need to get something else that lets you learn a different driving experience and whether it's another front wheel drive but fun little hatchback or whether it's rear wheel drive just get a different experience than your Accord your Accord has been a great car to this point let's get something different the second thing I want to bring up is this. <clears throat> you are uh, 23. You've uh, you've got a job. We don't know what kind of job, but you've got a job. Theoretically, you're out of college now and you have the beginning of your first job. So your earning potential is only going to grow from here. Right? Right. Why? I'm just going to ask two questions. Why do you have to spend all 30 grand? And why do you have to shop for a car you plan to keep for a long time? Neither of those are true. It's true. You yep. could spend half your budget and have the next car you're going to drive for a year or two. Sure. Because you're going to keep earning more. You're going to keep having more life experience. Theoretically, yes. And there's, there's nothing to suggest that whatever you buy next has to be this hugely long-term thing. So I'm going to suggest something different. And that is half your budget. Oh, 15, maybe 20. Okay. 15 to 18 is the sweet spot. I want you to get something that is totally different to drive than what you have. And I'm going to match as many of your requirements as I can. And first off, I'm going to say the first gen 86, the FRS or the BRZ. They are out there. They are cheap. Yes, there is a new version. Yes, it is improved. But you spent half as much. And you're coming out of a
1: 1.5 liter turbo accord sport. Okay, I'll only approve that choice if he doesn't take the remaining cash from the sale of the Accord and immediately dump it into an exhaust for that first Gen 86. Or spend all of that money trying to make the first Gen 86 fast. Please save some of that. Set it aside. Invest it. For the few, for the next car. I, don't exactly. just say. No, no, well, no. Oh, I've got a whole bunch of leftover cash because I got a $15,000.86. No, Dump it into parts and exhaust for that car.
0: No, I agree. Ethan, the, the key thing I'm saying in all of these recommendations that I'm starting there, I've got two others, but I'm starting there. The reason I'm starting there is because I don't want you to spend the rest of that budget. The rest of that budget is for the car in a couple years from now. Okay, good. I'm just. No, I think that's a great stake in the ground. I love that. But a first-gen 86 is what it's going to do is it's going to teach you to drive. It's going to teach you good dynamics, rear-wheel drive. You're going to enjoy that shifter. The dynamics of it are going to be such a revelation compared to your Accord that I think the fact that it isn't powerful is going to be the least of your worries. Are you going to notice? Yeah, it's not a turbo. (laughs) Yep. But that Accord is not some rocket ship. So yes, it's not he like noted you've had some yeah. huge step down in power. It's not going to be the case. So I think the first gen 86 is a great car for you at the right price. Okay. Don't spend the rest of that as money trying to as he make it fast. Doesn't just, dump the rest of it just into the car. Buy it, drive it yeah. for a year or two, move on. But two others in this category. One, I'm reading all of your stuff about exhaust. Exhaust, exhaust, exhaust. Needs a voice, needs a good voice, wanted exhaust, blah, blah. Hang on, full stop. Fiat 500 a BART. Oh, That has one of the best exhaust notes from the factory of most cars in the last 20 years. I'm throwing down. It's good.
1: It's good. It burps and farts and snorts, and
0: it's fun. I I remember you and I were in Pasadena once for a shoot not that long ago in the last couple of years. We were in Pasadena. We were your your old stomping grounds. We were going somewhere for for lunch, and we were on our way into lunch, and we stopped on the curb. We were like, what is that we're hearing? What is what is that? We're hearing a, that's a really cool exhaust. And we couldn't identify it. It was like echoing. Yeah. We couldn't really identify it. We're on remember Colorado Boulevard. It yeah. came around the corner. We went, it's an Abarth. Of course it is.
1: The sound is, it's like a third of a Ferrari. It sounds, sounds so good. Five eighths of a Ferrari.
0: You're wanting a good exhaust note. You're wanting a car that's playful. That car is all personality and noise. It has a decent, not great. It has a decent shifter. It has a slightly higher seating position than I think you're going to like because you said you don't like high seating positions. But it's so endearing, mm. I think it might surprise you. And mm. you can get one of those for 15 grand all day. You can get the nicest one on the planet for 15 grand. It's a used Fiat 500 a Bart. Enjoy that car. Love the sound of it. Have that for a year or two.
1: I can see that. All right. And then all if right.
0: that doesn't work, my alt for that is get yourself a Mini Cooper S. For about used. the same price. Yeah, for about the same price. Yeah. And and that's a car with so many aftermarket options, you could get the more verbally, actually OEM style exhaust on that car and enjoy it.
1: You could, but just yeah, exhibit a little yeah. bit of financial responsibility no, the, the, there the, because your parents have bought the car for you and they're essentially handing you cash. Yes. When you they sell are. it, it's like cash. Yes,
0: they are. No, the key the key thing here, Ethan, is I want you to get into something new, different, fun, and spend half your budget. And just see how that resets you as a driver. See how that changes your experience and your needs. Because I bet you, Ethan, I bet you money that I don't even have that if you spend half your Ethan's budget money. now, yeah, I bet you, I bet you your money. I <laughs> bet bet you if you spend half your budget now, in two years, what you will want in a car will be significantly different than what you've sent us right now.
1: That's it. That's just it. All right, Ethan, I will approve a tire expenditure. Oh, tires! For if sure. you go that direction. I'll approve tire expenditure. You're in Southern California. So tires those, You know, Performance tires. Yes. I'm, I'm approving of that out of the <laughs> remainder of your cash. Tires are worth it. Tires, they anything
0: are. that is consumable, if you want to upgrade something that was consumable, that's fine. Your exhaust should not be a consumable
1: product. Only you can tell us which direction you want to go, Ethan. So keep us posted. If you've got a debate like Ethan's, TV at gmail.com. Write to us your car debates, your car conclusions, and your Topic Tuesdays, too. Love hearing from you guys.
0: My friend Paul tells me I'm always supposed to wash a car in a cool, shady spot. I don't always do that well, but I do use the Brilliant Finish Foaming Sprayer, or actually I use the Boss Foam Cannon from Griot's Garage. You have to use this. It's awesome. If you're a person like me who's not good at this, it makes it far easier. You create a high-foam blizzard right in your driveway with little to no work, which I really like. You avoid wash-induced scratches. It is the safest way to wash your car. Try the Griot's Garage Foaming System
1: Complete Kit today and see what the foam is all about. Griot's also has a full ceramic family of products, including Speed Shine, Wash and & Coat, and 3-in-1 Wax. All Griot's Garage products are
0: 100% guaranteed, and all liquid products are made in the USA. When you're ordering at griotsgarage.com, use the code EDRIVER for 15% off liquids and 10% off everything else on your order. That's G-R-I-O-T-S. Enjoy the finest quality car care
1: products you can buy at griotsgarage.com. Rob S. in the UK needs our help. Mm. Cause he's wondering if he'll ever enjoy driving again. Wow. He's 46. He always has, especially on Britain's a and B roads. Handling is more important than speed. But 15 years ago while cycling, he was wiped out by a dual cab pickup. Oh my gosh. His back is knackered. He says, and will never get better. He now uses a mobility scooter and needs to carry it in his vehicle. Oh wow. Rob is also six feet, eight inches tall, 250 pounds. So he needs the space for him and the scooter. The scooter is two meters long. It's a meter wide, mm. or a meter and a half tall, and weighs 400 pounds. I love, Rob, how you've sent us your height and feet and inches, and you described the scooter in meters. Yeah, I just have to laugh. He says, obviously, this restricts his choices when it comes to driving. Mm-hmm. Currently, he's got a Peugeot Traveler, the long wheelbase model. He also needs automatic, as his left leg doesn't work properly. Oh, man. He says A and B roads aren't fun anymore. He doesn't think they ever will be. Yikes. His cars going backwards from now include a SsangYong Turismo diesel. You had a SsangYong? He had a SsangYong. What, what was that like?
0: Uh, well, he doesn't have it anymore. I think that tells us a lot. <laughs> I that, guess that's so. really key. I think that's very key.
1: He had a Ford S-Max diesel. Okay. He had a Citroën C4 Grand Picasso and a Renault Grand Scenic. Pre-accident, he had a 2-liter Ford Sierra Sapphire, a 1.8-liter Ford Orion, Honda CRX, Golf GTI. He says he loved his Audi 80 Coupe 2.2-liter mm. with a V5 engine. Yeah, didn't you fun. have that car, too? I didn't have that engine. No, I, I had the 90. I had the you Audi had the 90. 90. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, which had a four-cylinder in it. He also had an Opel Cadet. Please note, it had a Weber carb. Noted, yes. And a Ford Fiesta. Like it. All right. So what does he drive in the future to get his mojo back? Is there anything large enough to carry the mobility scooter, but it's also fun to drive? Mm. Rob, I'm so sorry. That's just, it's tough to hear that. We want to help. We want our audience to help too. If you've got great ideas for Rob too, Mm -hmm. and you're in the UK, please write to us. If you're not in the UK, please write (laughs) to us. We are now accepting recommendations. (laughs) Absolutely. Rob diving in here. I want to start with the scooter. Mm -hmm. I don't know what options you have available. But I definitely feel for you because my dad's been in the same predicament. He's confined to an electric wheelchair and going through a few iterations helped him a lot to find the one that really suited his needs. Mm -hmm. Now, even though he no longer drives, that wheelchair can drive into a Pacifica van that has the floor lowered. It sounds strange, but they actually cut the floor a foot above the rocker and lower the floor and then they raise it on its suspension so it gives the height to drive in it's got the slide out ramp he can Amazing. drive in but now we can transport him around uh, our family can transport him and he can you know he's still mobile in that sense but it's all about the scooter to start with I think yeah instead of shopping for the car first to fit the scooter I'm trying to apply my designer thinking here and that sure, is sure well we got to fit this object into the car plus you mm-hmm. but let's start with that object first what Can change. I don't know if it's new. I don't know what your options are. Like I said, I mean, you're six foot eight, so you need something substantial. Can it fold? Can it? become more compact. Agreed. Agreed. These are my questions in my mind that are a little bit unaddressed. You can help us out. Mm -hmm. Can it ride... Does it need to be in the back of the car? Does it need to be, I suppose, out of the rain? I've seen some trailer hitches. You know, if it's waterproof enough, it can ride on the back of a trailer hitch ramp and therefore Mm -hmm. you don't have to get it up as high to a load floor, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe like in your Peugeot. These are just questions going through my mind at this point. I hear you. But if we shop for scooters again, is that... A logical place to start i'm asking mm-hmm. if it's not let's keep pushing forward because i thought about wagons you know wagons were the natural starting place wagons are fun it. to drive yeah you know, for could sure. we get something in there Skoda go to octavia five series wagon i kept going i wish hyundai sold the santa cruz tiny pickup in the uk they sell it in europe i didn't see it on the hyundai uk website if they do i am I'm happy to be wrong. It's on my list because I'm, it's in my I'm not sure list. I'm glad to hear you say reason. that because if it's Europe, could you go to France? Could mm-hmm. you go to Germany? Could you go somewhere else, buy one, and, and register it in the UK? Does it work? I just yeah, didn't I see know. it on the Hyundai website. I saw others, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Hyundai has plans to sell that there. But the Santa Cruz is almost the perfect car because, yes, you'll need ramps to get the scooter up into the four-foot bed, but it's just got a four-foot bed. Yep. And it doesn't need to be any longer. I'm guessing your scooter probably would fit. Mm-hmm. This thing's four hundred pounds. Yeah, it's pretty substantial with yeah. probably the battery weight, guessing electric. But that Santa Cruz is so fun to drive. We just dropped a video on that on our test yeah. drive channel, and there's just genuine fun Quirky, delightful moments about that thing that neither Todd or I expected.
0: It's funny that you went there because again, I'm not sure if it's UK available, but I was pleased to see that it is available in Europe and they have announced glad to hear that. So maybe, maybe they're Mm. not going to right hand drive convert it. I don't know, but it's funny because I had that thought too. And I, and I had the same, I had the same struggles here that you did, Paul. And that is, I just kept going. The scooter is the question mark. Yeah. Do we have scooter options? And also, yeah, there, it's it's unclear here, Rob, and, and only you can tell us, and so we're kind of shooting in the dark here a little bit. How how do you and that scooter interact with a car? Mm-hmm. Is it like Paul's dad? Do you have to ride the scooter into the car? Or is it the kind right. of thing where you can load it and then you can step around the car and get in? I have no idea. Right, So exactly. all of this changes your usability of the car completely. It is amazing to both of us that the Hyundai Santa Cruz is surprisingly fun to drive and be in and is spacious. You're a big guy. I do think it matches all of those. I don't know, depending upon your scooter, if it works. Again, the whole UK thing is a whole other question. That's but just it, yeah. yeah. are there smaller scooters? And I, I, my big mystery is how do you and the scooter interact with the car? Because the problem, the key problem here, and, and you've talked to me about this a lot, Paul, you can speak to it much better, and that is if you do have to do a full conversion to the car, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you start with. They end up, I hate to say it, kind of ruined. They're usable. <laughs> Not kinda. Not kinda. <laughs> I didn't want to go fully there. But but they, they end up usable for how you have to get in and out, out of them. But any dynamics that they came with from the factory are gone.
1: My dad's Pacifica was 70 grand. Oh. And we've been riding it. And of course, when you cut the chassis, yes. they don't add the factory sound deadening back in. So on the mm-hmm. freeway, in the rain, it's really no It's horrible. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so loud in there. And he's looked at me like... Yeah, seventy grand. You know what I could have bought for this thing? You know what I could have gotten? <laughs> oh my God! I'm, I'm sorry. I know, but, but it's it's usable for what he
0: needs to get that wheelchair and your dad in the car. It is. And so for this that is reason, the trade-off. So this is the unknown, Rob. Is I yes. don't know how you interact. I did have the Santa Cruz on there. I also thought Kia Carnival. Oh, Carnival! <laughs> Look at that test drive. If you Ooh. have not, if you have not seen our Kia car- Carnival. Test drive. You will not get the joke until you've watched it and you will be even more annoyed with me than you are right now, but you will probably laugh at least once. So watch the Kia Carnival that's because that's, that's actually a surprisingly good minivan. I mean, what you're shopping here is extra large hatchbacks or minivans. And I do think that wagons are interesting, but my concern for a wagon is that I don't think that from the ride, the floor of the, the wagon to the top of the wagon is enough height for your scooter, which brings us back to what is the scooter size, what is the scooter option?
1: I'm wondering, Rob, can the steering mechanism, you know, the neck, can that fold? Can that detach? Can the seat drop? I know it's a pain in the butt to have to do it every time you use the scooter and get it in and out of the vehicle. There's the trade-off, as Todd was saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If there's a way that it can kind of collapse and you know fold a little bit and then it can drive in, mm-hmm. up some ramps, into the vehicle that could give us more options for a fun car, like a wagon, like an SUV. I, I was thinking Kia Sorento too. It, it's yeah. yeah. It's probably a higher load floor than the Carnival.
0: It would be for sure. Well, the Santa Cruz the does Carnival. too. Yes, for sure. I mean, that, that, that's the thing is a lot of these little SUV, little hatchback things I would love to put you in, but I keep wondering about the sheer scale of that scooter getting it in there.
1: Is that Sorrento is for sale on Hyundai's website, and I remember the hybrid that we had, cruising up Interstate eighty here and yeah. chucking it into a turn, and it kind of hang on. You know, it's yeah. kind of hanging for on. What it is, yeah, for it's going, sure. Don't do anything more than this, but otherwise, <laughs> but we, I'm okay right now. We hung on to the turn. We passed traffic on the outside, and I thought, okay, that was fun. Decent, yeah. It was kind of fun. Yeah. I think everybody was surprised to see a Sorento hybrid blast past them in the number one lane up the freeway but I thought alright I'm just trying to get something out of this thing you know what I just thought of tiny bit fun really fun little wagon yeah. that we
0: don't get here okay. but I don't know if the scooter fits it was when we drove the CLA 250 wagon in Germany that is but their base fits. wagon. That would be it's awesome. It's their base wagon. It was so fun. I did 150 miles an hour in that car, I think. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was 120 miles an hour in that car on the Autobahn, full of people and gear for a sustained stretch. We were booking. We had it for an entire week, when we were on a pilgrimage trip a couple years ago. We thoroughly enjoyed it. We do not get the CLA wagon here. It's small. It's fairly affordable because it's the bottom of the Mercedes lineup. It has a little turbo four-cylinder. It's like 250-something horsepower, which feels like plenty. It had great space for you and I. So this is the scale I would like Ooh. for you, Rob. I just don't understand mm. the scooter question, the actual scale, and if there are scooter options. I keep coming back to that. Sorry, I'm, I'm a broken record here now.
1: Well, hmm, Mercedes. I'm wondering about that GLB. Yeah. Even AMG yeah. flavor. Even the 35, we'll say. Mm. How about the AMG the GLB series because it's boxyish and it's has very that yes. you know that liftgate that opens pretty high. You'll still feel like you're driving a box, but it's still Mercedes AMG. It's still a little bit more. I fun. see where you're
0: going. Yeah, I see where you're going.
1: I thought of the Alfa Romeo Stelvio. If we can get a collapsing, folding scooter, well, Stelvios and, yeah, are interesting, and, and they have a decent back on them. Yeah, I see that. So are Volvo wagons or some of the Volvo SUVs. Mm-hmm. Rob, I had this weird thought about the 2007 Mercedes R63 AMG. Oh, that guy! You remember that thing?
0: They're <laughs> they're weird, hot. Minivan. Right. Essentially, yes.
1: It was only built, unfortunately, for one year in 2007 because it didn't have great handling characteristics. So I don't (laughs) want to suggest it, even though I just did, but you know what I mean. I understand. But that was my headspace. Let's get a hot Mercedes minivan that's AMG-ified and I don't know. But that, that GLB might might be interesting. Because
0: hot minivans is not really a market that's happened yet, which it kind of shocks me considering how many <laughs> CUVs we have now yeah. that are performance CUVs. Why nobody has really decided to make a hot minivan is kind of beyond me. I guess it's because minivans are still deemed to be uncool, but yet a slightly raised hatchback is the coolest thing ever. But shoot,
1: yeah, rocking an R63 AMG. I do like, like that. I, I Throw do row down. I like it more than I should. I'll leave you Rob with this. And that is where we started at the top of the podcast with Volkswagen's MQB platform. Mm. This could work to your favor. Now here's the bonus. <laughs> yes. Because that golf is the MQB. So is the large stuff.
0: Yes. Which MQB is for you, Rob,
1: right? And the, that platform really, it's just the relationship between your, the pedals and that front axle and your hip point to the front axle. Mm-hmm. It's, pretty much the same on everything. So it gives that same initial turn in kind of feel. Sure. This is where it could be your benefit, Rob. <laughs> or I like it. maybe it's a golf combi or that variant that's sold that we don't get here in the States mm. or the Ardeon shooting break. It's the bigger oh, version of that yeah. CLA. Mm-hmm. It's sexy looking. It's cool. The Ardeon is pretty cool. The I problem is I don't know that that back hatch is going to allow it. A scooter yeah, to fit in it. So is, therefore I come back to the hitch, the hitch rack mm. Leave your electric scooter out in the rain. <laughs> Maybe we can get Covercraft to make you a small cover for it. I'm sure they exist. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? And then you're rocking a Arteon shooting break or something just like, ah, oh, that's cool. Sexy. You got plenty of space in there for you. And then, uh, then the hitch rack. So, I mean, of course, if, if it's a hitch rack, anything we do is going to turn your vehicle into a 911 because we're putting 400 pounds of extra weight on the back. You know we are. Yes. But that I'll leave it right there. Rob, thank you for writing. Cars are made to be driven. And we can't imagine a future without driving the cars we love. The folks at Haggerty feel the same way, and that's why they support our show. One of the many things Haggerty offers for people who love cars is insurance for enthusiast vehicles, including classic cars, trucks, and motorcycles, newer collectibles, and boats. They also
0: protect race cars when they're not on track, and they can protect your car when it is on track with HPDE Insurance. In fact, we actually use Haggerty Track Day Insurance every time we drive our own cars, the Cayman and the Elise on our local track. It's a huge peace of mind.
1: Learn more about Haggerty and quote insurance at Haggerty.com slash everyday driver
0: thank you guys as always for questions we appreciate it we will be asking for lots and lots of questions uh, the week of January 1st as we head into our first podcast for uh, 2022 keep in mind we have one more podcast after this one that is next Tuesday's podcast and then we hope everybody has a great holiday us included though I will also still be finishing television so all of you can watch much television because it's we got some, <laughs> some great stuff coming I cannot wait for you guys to see stuff I'm already sending out episodes I'm really excited every time I ship one because I'm just like that's another fun one so it's going to be great Kazi Chav starts with the questions on Instagram. He says, is it worth it to go to a dealer and address the little problems and issues, all non-drivability related, before my car's bumper-to-bumper CPO warranty expires? They'll never suspect a thing. Uh, Kazi, the short answer is yes, but the long answer is what are they actually going to fix? Because the problem with the stuff like you're talking about under warranty is I feel like this is the stuff that falls in that weird gray area where somebody shows you a line item and goes, yeah, that isn't covered because. But you are not the first person to have this idea. You're not the first person to successfully do it. You need to go before the warranty expires and get everything you can think of addressed under warranty. Many dealers actually encourage people to do so. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I I would say go, run, don't walk. You know, (laughs) get get down there. Get everything you can think of addressed because the minute that that warranty ticks off, they're going to look at you and say, well, here's
1: the bill. So see what you can get covered. See what you can get done. Now is definitely the time. Denny, though, says there is a post on Reddit that brought up a similar question. Do we think car reviewers and journalists are driving too fast or driving dangerously on the roads in their reviews? (laughs) Yes, I think they are. I'll admit sometimes we've done the same thing. But I will say never, ever are we above seven or eight tenths on a public road. That's a great point. Ever. That's a great point. There's people. The road isn't closed. And we're driving within the capabilities of the car. And it's a choice to exceed the speed limit. Mm. But nevertheless, this is a public road. There's no point. There's no point to push it faster. And sometimes on tracks, do we need to go 10 tenths? Race car drivers are paid to go 10 tenths and not only risk the car, but their life too. That's what they're paid to do is Uh, win at all costs. Win.
0: Break you, break the car, come in first. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. But on a public road. So yes, you could argue that journalists are driving too fast. Many journalists are good drivers. Well, that's yes. not the catch-all, and that's not the reason to say, well, you get to expe- exceed the speed limit, and nobody else does because you're a better driver. But it's a choice, mm-hmm. and if they are, they're able to handle the car probably better than most people. Again, yeah. that's a personal choice. That's not a blanket statement. That does not absolve anybody of doing yeah. this. It, it
0: comes back to the graduated license question. I, really, I, I could spear off into that, but I won't. The other thing I want to say is the double-edged sword of this question, double-edged sword of this problem. And that is this, if you post a video and you do not drive fast in said video, and I mean anybody, forget us for a second, just watch stuff online and you do not drive fast in that video, then invariably the audience's commentary is going to be something along the lines of, they can't possibly know if the handling's any good or if it's powerful. They weren't driving the car fast. Mm -hmm. Flip it around, drive the car quickly to the point that it looks quick on camera, which by the way, camera always slows cars down. You can be going very quickly and the camera's like, do, 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 do. Yeah. So you drive fast enough that the audience feels like you're driving fast. And invariably the comments come out, these guys shouldn't drive that fast on public roads. So it's lose, lose here is the problem. Yeah. And the other thing, the thing that exacerbates it is the fact that the really high end stuff, which you and I don't get into a lot, but we certainly have. The really high end stuff requires more driving than a road can even give you the option for. In Some cars are so capable, you can't actually pull it all out on a track. I've got a 210 theoretical top speed. There is no track on the planet I'm going to hit that on. It's not going to happen. So cars have become so capable now that even finding... Some level of the dynamics where you're like, oh, I can start to feel what the car feels like at extremes is crazy fast. It's one of the reasons you and I like things like the Miata and the 86 Mm -hmm. and the Honda Civic Si because you can drive that quickly, and I'm not saying slow, quickly on a normal road for humans and feel like I can tell what the car is doing. But there's plenty of hypercar with hypercar capabilities that you put down the same road at the same speed and you're like, yawn. And the audience goes, yawn, because you're so far inside the limits of the car. So to what Paul's just said, we try to get to the upper limits of the car, but I am never able to drive for this show and not think about all of the what ifs.
1: Absolutely. Just the
0: sheer what ifs of the fact that we have camera people on the side of the road. Yes. If, if this is a closed, we own this road, we still have camera guys standing there right on the white line. And I told them to stand there. Mm -hmm. So I am always aware we are always cautious. And that does not mean that nothing could ever happen.
1: Absolutely. It's always on our minds. Yeah. Like you said, the ripple effect, mm-hmm. because it's long and it, nothing about it is good, but I will say audiences yawn at track pieces Yes, they because do because nobody wants to watch cars as good as they are and as magical mm-hmm. as the things that Kate, they can do. Yeah. Nobody wants to watch car go round around the same shot and well, we got to get a different shot. Well, you've seen that shot before and it's just mm-hmm. on the other side of the track over there short of watching a race. Yeah. Nobody wants to watch a piece with you reviewing a car. Just the footage isn't great. Look at it on
0: YouTube. The the track pieces that anyone does don't do as well. It's as not the just us on either. Roads. Oh,
1: it's across the board. I'm I'm not even counting us. Viewers don't like watching track pieces because that could be the argument. Well, take your cars to a track, do every review on track, but then how do you know how it will perform in a real world, real road driving scenario?
0: And then you see the comments that are well. I never go to racetracks, so this doesn't count.
1: Right. So if we're <laughs> doing it faster to say, this is how the handling is. And so anything below this imagined level of driving speed and, you know, performance driving, it will be great and you will love it. Well, that's valid. Is it? But again, it's, it's a choice. The double edged sword. It really is. Because if you are over the speed limit, one mile an hour, you're still breaking the law. Yeah, you're right. You still are. Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, posted. Mhm. Posted 55, you're at 56. Welcome. Sorry. Yep. You're breaking the speed limit. Yep. How how do we relegate these things? It's always a choice and we always err on the side of the the grander picture, the caution. You know what? Okay, so it doesn't look as fast, mm-hmm. but we can still tell we can still feel what this car is capable of. Hopefully. Yeah. And that's why we do a variety of things. We want to shoot a variety of you know every scenario that we can.
0: S. Mulhern on Instagram is asking us questions about car dynamics. I'm not sure if we have a definitive thing here, but what's happened is that he used to have an 86. He had a BRZ and now he has a Audi RS three. He says, we talk a lot about how much we love mid engine handling and how much we love the rotation. He says, hang on a second. I can get, it's kind of a throwdown. He says, I can get my RS three to rotate quite easily. If I left foot brake." what are we on about with all of this dynamics? <laughs> uh, Shane, Hey and, um, Hmm. You can make any car rotate. Yes, you absolutely can. We spent time on our Rally Ready piece. That was part of season nine. That is on Amazon Prime right now, and we'll come to YouTube eventually. We spent time mostly in the front-wheel drive Civic, forcing rotation with left foot braking, and yeah. it was a laugh riot. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's absolutely possible. There is a natural cadence. There is a natural balance to a well-balanced car, mid being a big one, that I find more rewarding even at slow speed. And this is the best example I can give you. I don't know why when we talk about random cars, I come up with shoes, but I'm going to go there again. All right. Shane, you can run fast in dress shoes. You can do it. You could sprint down the street in your dress shoes. You could be probably quicker than I am. I'm certain there are plenty of people that I could run my best day and they could track me down in (laughs) dress shoes. Okay. Wouldn't you rather be in running shoes? Wouldn't you feel better in running shoes? Wouldn't the whole process of the running... Be simpler and better and more balanced in running shoes. This is the reality of car dynamics. Natural car dynamics are more rewarding for you as a driver. It doesn't feel as hard, and it feels more rewarding because of the way the car is balanced. Watch an amazing driver drift things that shouldn't be able to drift or race things at crazy speeds that shouldn't be able to go that fast because a good driver can manipulate. But the rewarding part comes from having the right tool to get that rotation and fun.
1: That's good. I love it. Last question for me is, let's see, from Matt Garrett 82 asking, when am I going to safari that 928? Well, full disclosure, I think probably never for that one, but it's caused me to look at buying other Janky 928s to safari one of those. I admit, I'm still looking. I'm Mm. still looking. I can't believe it. But (laughs) this one, I've put so much blood, sweat, and tears into rebuilding and making it a good road trip car. And we have
0: things to do. We have many road trips to do. Plus, we have things to do with
1: it that I'm looking at buying a second one to I can't that's all wrong no 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 no. no. bad bad I I mean the first one's already money pit so I I can't thank you as always for all your great questions love hearing from you season 10 starts January 1st 2022 we can't wait to share the season with you it includes as the first episode the inspiration cars for both Todd and I it's really a fun one looking forward to next time as always cheers everyone